What's up guys and welcome to today I want to say it's the fourth episode of mental wealth and it's kind of ironic that it's the fourth episode because we're talking about euphoria today in the last episode that we left off on I want to say yeah season two episode four um before I get started with this topic I just want to say that I apologize for starting off the podcast about a month or so ago saying that I was going to be doing it bi-weekly. Um, let me just put it this way. Life happens, and I would much rather come every now and then and give you guys quality content than to come bi-weekly and give you guys crap, you know? So creative process behind the scenes. I've just been having a creator's block, and I thought today, what more better topic could i bring to my podcast this week to start off the month of february than talking about euphoria so without further ado i just want to say that euphoria has literally been my favorite show at this moment it's been like that for a while now um and I wouldn't say it's because I can relate to it because, yes, I mean, like, in high school, I knew people that did drugs. Not super hardcore drugs, but, like, I know people that did drugs. I know people that drank parties, like, as far as, like, the relationship stuff. We've all been through that. We've all had moments like that. But I think I relate to Euphoria the most because I see the creative vision. I really see, like what they put into the show and why it takes so much time like i don't know if anyone else feels this way when they watch the show but like i genuinely feel like i have inserted myself into each episode and maybe it's just because of the way that the camera like pans around and like you just feel like you're a part of the cast i don't know but like amazing and labyrinth with his score and official soundtrack get into it if y'all don't know anything about labyrinth go on apple music go on spotify youtube whatever right now look him up listen to the soundtrack i promise you you're gonna be listening to it on the way to work it's just so well put together like you can just tell that they put so much time and effort into this show but the storylines that's what i'm here to talk about I'm here to specifically talk about Cal's storyline right now because I genuinely feel for Cal. I don't know why I do because he low-key is a terrible person, but I think he's just very misunderstood. So, once again, I'm giving a disclaimer. If you have not watched all the way up to Season 2, Episode 4, I recommend that you pause this and come back to it once you're caught up on the show because... Not intentionally, I'm just going to be talking about the show, but there will be spoilers in this podcast. So without further ado, going back to Cal, I just feel like Cal is a very misunderstood character. On season two, episode three, they went back in the past to like Cal in high school and talked about his whole storyline about how like he met Derek, like when he was on the wrestling team and like he really liked the kid, but I guess he couldn't tell if the thoughts were reciprocated or the feelings were mutual. And then he met Marsha, who was his wife now, Nate and Aaron's mother. And they were dating, experiencing new things. Need to, no need to go into it. But um, it just so happened that one day, Cal and Derek went to the bar. You guys saw that. 
and they really realized that they both liked each other hit it off drank a little danced a little kissed a little and the next morning cal's like just happy that he finally is like happy with himself feelings are mutual reciprocated and then he gets a call from marcia and she's pregnant with aaron and i'm like bro what but now i understand cal does everything in secret and hiding not because he's ashamed of it but well maybe it is because he's ashamed of it but like he has a family now you know like he had to stick with his family and now after yesterday's episode i'm sorry two days ago um he finally talked to his family about it i mean drunken words are sober thoughts so i understood everything that he was saying and i related to everything that he was saying but i just i just thought that was a really valid point honestly when he said that um it's funny and it's ironic that you guys are ridiculing me right now but like if i would have just said that i was just at the strip club all night and i hooked up with a girl in my truck like you guys wouldn't be like oh my god what are you talking about like it would have been more condoning but since it was the fact that like he was talking about his relationships with guys his family was all like in uproar but i will say i take that back his family wasn't in uproar because the only people that didn't know about cal's devious licks his sneaky links or was aaron like aaron was the only one that was so dumbfounded and i don't know why maybe because like he just looks at his dad in a different light and doesn't expect him to do anything wrong but like nate has known since what since he was like eight that his dad likes to hook up and all about that secret little office and like all the dvds and stuff like i just find it weird that aaron didn't know and nate did but nate's just a very curious guy um and then Marsha, on top of it all, like, I had suspected after episode three that Marsha knew about Derek and, like, everything because when they were at the wrestling match, like, Derek, I mean, not Derek, I'm sorry, Marsha saw Derek and Cal look at each other a certain way. And then my friend Bree brought it to my attention that I completely forgot about it, but, like, the camera literally, like, took time to show the looks between Derek and Marsha. So like anybody out there who doesn't think that Marsha trapped Cal into this relationship, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I strongly believe she trapped him because she knew that Cal liked men and instead of just letting him live his life, I mean, yes, she had a child, but she trapped him into this family relationship that she deep down knew that he didn't want and when they were talking about it on episode four when he says do you know how many guys i've hooked up with and she goes cal stop because she knew she wasn't saying like oh my god what are you talking about like are you serious right now she said stop she knew and the funny part about it all is that as she was walking back up the stairs when cal was like you think I don't know about that box, that shoebox of letters that you saved from your camp counselor all these years? And like, I see you flirting on Facebook, you know? And then she's like appalled by it. But then Cal, Cal's right. Cal's like, you don't see me saying, how dare you or how could you? It is what it is. Like, we both were cheating. So that's why I find the whole relationship messed up. But then the part that really has me confused and in an uproar, when he took the picture off the wall and he was like, yeah, we all have secrets. And they're talking about that other kid that's in the family portrait, which I 
if I'm wrong, I'm going to be so disappointed. But I really think that Ashtray, Fez's little brother, is Nate's, is a Jacob. Like, I think he's a part of the Jacobs. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to be very shocked. But y'all can't tell me that. It just, it just makes perfect sense. I mean, thinking about it, honestly... If we were to go back to season two, episode one, when they showed Ashtray get dropped off at Fez's grandma's house, I mean, I'm trying to figure out, like, the on, only part that I'm trying to figure out is, like, did Nate's mom, was Marsha, like, really into drugs or something, and she gave up the child, but, like, at the same time, that's a really big plot hole. Like, I just need to know who this kid is, and the worst part about this whole situation is we are halfway into the season. There are only, what, eight episodes in Euphoria, and... We're on episode four. We have not seen Lexi and Fez's relationship. I mean, I'm not complaining because, like, I'm really not a fan of Lexi. I'll get into that. But we haven't seen Fez and Lexi. Um, haven't seen much of McKay. I don't. We haven't seen McKay since episode one. And, um, like, I still want to know what's going to happen with, like, Kat and Ethan's relationship. I really want to know how Maddie's going to find out about this whole Cassie and Nate situationship. And... Oh, man. There's just so much. There's so many plot holes. And they have so much to tie. They have so many loose ends they need to tie up before within the next four episodes. And I've been seeing on Twitter, like, after every episode I go on Twitter... And I look and see what other people are thinking to see if people are thinking the same as me, different, trying to understand it all because I'm just so into this show. And everyone's saying that when you hear Labyrinth sing, like when they did that church scene, like when you hear him singing those angelic notes, you just know Rue is either like so high that she's like about to overdose or about to die or like something is going on. And I'm really hoping that. Well, I shouldn't say I'm hoping because I know Rue is not about to die after this episode because they showed in the trailer her like going door to door in that pantsuit with her drugs and stuff. And she had the cop situation. But like the cliffhanger, I want to know what's going on. I want to know why when they did the promo for episode five, they only included the drug lady and like a couple other supporting characters. Like it wasn't really like a main deal. Not that I think about it. I want to know, where did Cal go? Like, did he really just leave his whole family? Or was he just gone for a couple days to find himself? I want to know about that. I want to know, like, what did Cassie really mean when she said, don't be worried about Maddie, like, I'm really the crazy one? Which is, like, like Nate said, nothing to be proud about. But also, I think Cassie's kind of stupid. God, I'm really going all over the place on this podcast. I hope you guys can keep up, but I'm sorry. I'm just rambling. I just have so many loose thoughts about this show. Um, but about Cassie, like, what is she going to do? And why was she so dumb enough to fall for Nate in the first place? Like, I get it. She was vulnerable. But Nate, your best friend was Maddie. And you know how he treated Maddie because Maddie talks to you about almost everything. And the fact that, like, you're so caught up in this notion that, like, Nate's telling you he wants you to go to college with him, have his babies, live a happy life, and then you come to find out when you're literally drunk out of your mind, like, you should have stopped after, like, a couple chugging of the Seagrams, but you're sitting in the pool and you're hearing Maddie literally go off on Nate, repeating all these things that you've heard him say to you and promise you, 
So like you should just know. But somehow, some way, you're still in love with this man. And the worst part about it all, not only is Nate Maddie's ex-boyfriend, but he is McKay's best friend. I mean, I don't know if they're best friends anymore, but the last time I checked, they were best friends. So this is a double, double um, betrayal. But I really relate to Maddie. I don't know why I relate to Maddie so much. I think it's because like we both have like a similar mindset on things. But like I kind of feel bad for her. Like, yes, she is that girl. She's living her life. But at the same time, like, she doesn't realize, like, even though, like, she knows that Nate's not good for her, there's, like, this little part left of her that wants to get back with him. And I just think she deserves so much better, bro. Honestly. I'm trying to think of any other plot holes that I might have missed or that I'm curious about. And honestly... My podcasts are becoming so non-structured to say, you know, how like normally a podcast, like normally I take notes, write notes down about what I'm going to say, but I'm just going off the dome right now. And I feel like maybe I should have had a guest to bounce ideas off of. And it doesn't sound like me rambling. And I could be completely just in my head thinking that I'm rambling, but I got so much to think about and those are just all my conspiracies all my thoughts i did see something on twitter the other day that i'm so scared of my own capabilities i was on twitter scrolling and somebody posted a bunch of leaks that they got from hbo i guess i don't know how they got these leaks but it goes in depth talking about what's going to happen to each character like throughout the rest of the season i think they're director's notes or director something but since I still want to be like really caught up in this show and I really want to watch every week and be on the edge of my seat in suspense, all I did, because I didn't know if they would still be there after the season was over, but I just saved them all, didn't look at them, put them in a locked note that I'm going to open once Euphoria ends. Because I, you know, like, even though, like, from the outside in, you're probably like, Mark, why would you want to know that stuff? But, like, I just want to see what the director was thinking from his point of view. And if they match up with like my conspiracies, I just want to know if I'm right. So I'm saving it until after episode eight. I low key kind of forgot the password to that lock note. So that's what's the saving grace of me not spoiling it. But Euphoria comes on every Sunday. Y'all know where to catch me every Sunday at nine on my couch watching this show live tweeting. If you want to see my live tweets on this show, Oh man, I can't remember my handle, but go on Twitter. It's Culture Archive, but the at is not Mark Watkins. All one word, no spaces. And I'm going to be live tweeting, just talking about the show. I talk about it periodically. Um, I really can't think of anything else to talk about this podcast. I know this sounds so like non-structured like i said but i just wanted to hop on here really quick and just give my thoughts on the latest episode and how i feel about the season so far i know that i missed a lot of points that i did want to talk about but i just can't think about them on my head i will write them down and then maybe i'll start doing this like talking about really important episodes that really stuck to me so maybe next week i will have another episode for you guys about season two episode five but also i don't know if there's comment there's not a comment section on spotify but dm me um dm me on instagram send me an email if you have my number text me i want to know what you guys think about this show 
what happened this week how how oh man how season two has been for you um how you feel about it what you think is gonna happen you know because this is just an open discussion at the end of the day i'm just coming on here to dump all my thoughts out onto a platform where anyone can listen to if they want to that's basically all mental wealth has become and i'm not mad about it because like i feel like everybody needs an outlet to express themselves creatively or just express themselves in general and i'm very blessed to have multiple different outlets to express myself but with that being said i'm gonna wrap this up um if you enjoyed this podcast give it a like if you didn't enjoy this podcast give it a like (laughs) and like i said dm me text me email me i want to hear your thoughts and until the next one y'all stay safe omnicron omarion variant variant i really wish i could talk like i try to be clever and it does not come out right but the uh, omnicron variant is getting rapid um it's getting cold outside michigan is supposed to expect i want to say 15 inches of snow within the next 48 hours so stock up on food get some gas get warm get some herbs if you're into that you know (sighs) but yeah i'll catch you guys on the next one you guys stay safe and be blessed peace